If we look as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. All right, hour number two is underway now. Nine minutes past 10 o'clock on this Monday, the 30th and final morning of the month of November in the year of our Lord 2020. Thanks to Congressman Jim Jordan, who touched on a host of issues in the uh, last segment. Coming up at 1035, our friend Rob Walgate. Uh, who fills in on this program, as well as being, of course, a member of the uh, Public Square Broadcast Network. He is a member and represents the Ohio Roundtable and the Associated Press Roundtable. Christmas in America is coming up this Saturday in Medina, and he's going to tell us all about that. I'm looking very much forward to being there with my family for that event. Uh, other, other than that, we have a lot of opportunities for you to call. 216-901-0945, uh, For the purposes of clarity, <clears throat> I want to give you just a clip of last night's 60 Minutes interview that I just asked Congressman Jordan about. Chris Krebs uh, was the election's chief. He was fired by President Trump. Needless to say, he's no fan of President Trump. (laughs) Um, And he answered Scott Pelley's question about Trump's and the Trump campaign's allegations of voter fraud this way. And you might want to sit down before you hear this because it's... um, it's got enough stupid in it that it will knock you off your feet. Look, I think these we can go on and on with all the farcical claims that uh, alleging uh, interference in the 2020 election. But the proof is in the ballots. The recounts are consistent with the initial count. And to me, that's further evidence. That's confirmation that the systems used in the 2020 election performed as expected and the American people should have 100% confidence in their vote. He actually said that out loud. There is proof that Americans did not have their votes counted. There is proof that Americans who voted too late for their votes to count did have their votes counted. There is proof by sworn affidavit, which means it's the same thing as standing before a judge and swearing an oath. If you perjure yourself, you can go to jail. There is proof of all of those things and more. And he wants us to believe that the American people can have 100% confidence in the fair result of this election. And the example and the reason and the argument he made is because the recounts confirmed 
the original counts. Number one, that's a lie. The recounts did not confirm the original counts. They found counties in which 2,600 votes did not count here, 5,800 votes there. The, the recounts did not certify the actual original counts, number one, Chris Krebs. And number two, even if they did, so what? The allegation is that the is not that the original count was flawed, that they miscounted. That's not the allegation. The allegation is that illegal ballots were counted. So if illegal ballots are counted in the first count, then they're going to just be counted again in the second count. The allegation isn't a miscount. The allegation is that these are illegal ballots that should not count. And, of course, that's not going to change when you just do a simple recount. You see, Chris Krebs thinks that the American people are stupid. CBS News thinks that the American people are stupid. 60 Minutes thinks that the American people are stupid. And guess what? They're right. They're right. The American people are stupid. If they weren't, we wouldn't be sitting here right now calling Joe Biden the president-elect. The American people are manipulated like sheep on a regular basis by the likes of the mainstream media and CBS News and 60 Minutes, along with the other, of course, bad actors at CNN, MSNBC, etc., etc., etc. The American people are stupid. The American people buy this stuff hook, line, and sinker. Why do you think there are hundreds, a couple hundred million Americans wearing ridiculous, useless, pointless masks on their face every day? Because they're stupid. Because they've been told the exact opposite of what they were told just a few months ago, and they say, oh, okay, now I'll do it. The bottom line is they are playing on the stupidity, the gullibility, the naivete of the American people. And the sad truth of the matter is, there's not a lot of us, or excuse me, not enough of us, rather. There's not enough of us who are not stupid to overcome that general stupidity. These media overlords, whether they be traditional media or whether they be social media, they know if they just repeat, it's an old saying, if they just repeat the lie often enough, people will begin to believe it is truth. And they do. The sheep will just go right along off the cliff. Well done, 60 Minutes. Way to bring on the guy that Donald Trump fired to tell us that the election that got rid of Donald Trump was 100% reliable. The sheep will thank you. Tanya's in Akron on AM 1420, The Answer. Tanya, thanks for joining us. You're on the air. Go right ahead. Good morning, Bob. I hope you had a fantastic uh, super spreader. But, Absolutely. Uh, it's very enjoyable. Really, yeah, hey, it's, uh, it's time for us to have some hope. Even if we we know we have uh, lost an un- election that wasn't fair, we should have had heads up that was going to happen. We need to have a new plan of action, new warfare. President Trump is not our God. He cannot do it by himself. 
We need to get into our election boards. We need to get into our school boards. We need to tell our teenage kids who are getting all this crazy crap, our grandkids and our college students, your daughter is fine because she's at Hillsdale. But when they come home and want to talk the stupid stuff their professors are saying, tell them, thank you very much, go to McDonald's and eat dinner, okay? We can't keep having the enemies in the house telling us how to live our lives, okay? Cut off all the news, go to different news sources, but don't get stupid and not know what the enemy is doing. This is a war, and we need to fight it as a war. So that's where I'm at. I'm going to get involved. It is every bit that. Yeah, Tanya, (laughs) you're you're spot on, and I... And I'm so glad you called to say that because it is a war. And thank you for that call. Um, and you're right about our kids, too. Um, but the truth is, again, it is a very, very uphill battle. We can, you know, we, we, we know everything you just said about, um, you know, we should have seen it coming. Well, we did. But there were some things we could not control. We don't have Republican poll watchers in the post office watching po- uh, postal supervisors telling workers to backdate ballots to make sure that they uh, come in before November 3rd. They are marked as having come in November 3rd. We couldn't control that. We couldn't control a Pennsylvania court, the Pennsylvania Supreme Court, that said if ballots come in up to 10 days after the election and they have no postmark or their postmark is illegible, we will side or we will err, rather, on the side of, uh, of, of it being on time. We will give them the presumption that it arrived before November 3rd, even if it wasn't mailed until November 4th or 5th or 6th, and it arrives on the 8th or 9th or 10th day after the election. We will assume that it was there before November 3rd. We can't stop that. We can't control that. And that was the biggest part of this whole thing, in my opinion. Well, two biggest parts. One was the Dominion software, which we have spent a lot of time on, But the mail-in votes, the Democrats know how to exploit a crisis. The Democrats took COVID-19 and the sheeple that are scared to leave their homes for fear of catching the dreaded Chinese flu, and they used it as a way of saying, aha, we've got it. It's too dangerous to be near other people in line while voting, so we need to have mail-in voting available to everybody. Not just those who request absentee ballots, but we're going to mail live ballots to everybody. And that's how we'll be able to get anything we want. The backdated postal uh, or, uh, postmarks. We'll be able to have people grabbing ballots out of mailboxes because people don't live there anymore. Grabbing their, their, their senior citizen, uh, 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 relatives mailbox or ballots out of their mailbox, filling them out for them, sending them in. Don't have to worry about the signature. They're not checking them. They took advantage of the COVID-19 crisis and, and enabled themselves to steal hundreds of thousands, if not millions of votes as a result of that. They took huge advantage of it. There's some of those things we couldn't see, foresee. I know Republicans are very, very well aware of the potential for Democrat voter and election fraud because we've watched it happen many, many times. Democrats are just cheats, period. And we know this. Why do you think there's never, at the end of an election, any Democrats coming forward and saying, we think the Republicans cheated, there's voter fraud? 
Now, they did after the Trump win in 2016, but not saying that we committed voter fraud, but just that the Trump campaign colluded with Vladimir Putin. Ignorant as that sounds. But they never accuse us of, of cheating because we don't. But they do it constantly. It's the Republicans know it. But there are some things they can control and some things they cannot. Joy is in Cleveland next on AM 1420, The Answer. Hi, Joy. Go right ahead. Hey, Bob. How you doing? Really like your show. Keeps me sane in this insane world. Well, I just wanted to say that um, after being out of work now for almost nine months, and I don't get unemployment because I don't work 20 hours a week, but I get my insurance through my employer. So this has to do with, with mainly Rob Portman. Number one, we need to take care of the Ohio and the Cuyahoga County GOP because they have been letting us down for years. Now, Mr. Portman came out a little over a week ago and said for Donald Trump to move on. Time to accept that Joe Biden's the man. And um, so I have been trying with both Nikki Antonio, so all you liquid people out there, all you libtards that keep voting for Miss Antonio, I have been trying to get a hold of both of their offices now for two and a half months since the beginning of September. I have sent in forms for help because I am dishing out, with not working, $1,500 a month for health insurance. So my question is, is my company getting PPE money? And if they are, shouldn't I still be allowed to keep to, be, to pay my original amount per month because they send me a paycheck every two weeks with zero amount? They refuse to call me back. So imagine what it's going to be like when socialized medicine comes. And another thing, too, people need to wake up. This virus didn't just happen to be an accident. This was planned well in the head. How in the hell are we wearing diapers on our... You said, except for going to Washington and firing your gun. We don't do that. We're not going to do that. We don't use our firearms irresponsibly. That's not how. We, that's not who we are and how we are. But I do understand your frustration. And I do understand your point. And I do understand the point about Rob Portman, too. And those questions deserve answers. There's no question about it. Thank you, Joy. Uh, it's 1022. We'll get a quick time out. More of your calls right after this. AM 1420, The Answer. You know, you can't have a scandal if nobody reports about it. This is the greatest fraud in the history of our country from an electoral standpoint. And I guess you could build it up bigger than an electrical standpoint. What's, what's bigger from an a, a electoral standpoint? What's bigger than this? This is the essence of our country. This is the whole ball game, And they cheated. President Trump laying it out yesterday with Maria Bonaromo on Sunday Morning Futures. Let's go to John and Chardon on AM 1420, The Answer. Hi, John. Go ahead. Good hey, morning, Bob. I got a question for you. Good morning. You may or may not know. Going forward, is there a legislative path at the federal level to uh, to eliminate mail-in voting? Uh, no, um, not as long as, or at least not until they do what I said at the st- uh, top of the show today, which is to make sure that all elections for federal offices are held in uniform fashions, with the rules being regulated by the feds and every state complying. As long as each state can do uh, conduct their elections in whatever goofy ma- manner they wish, um, then no, there would not be any way for the feds to tell them do not use mail-in voting. 
Um, mail-in voting is going to be around in all of the states that want it to be there because there is no mechanism for the federal government over, uh, you know, to change that unless there is a constitutional amendment to normalize um, and make yeah. uniform all federal elections across the country. Then that's not going to happen. Yeah. Okay. Well, a constitutional amendment is the answer then. But, yeah, you know. well, but, the, but you know how hard that is, you know? I mean, it, it, yeah. it's, only been, it's only been done a, a very limited number of times. It's not something that can just be done every other election, you know, and have something like that done. But I really believe it, uh, John. And I'm with you. They should do that. There should, they, you know, ma- mail-in ballots, not talking about absentee, because absentee has been used correctly and justly for a very long time. You know, especially when we have our, our military men and women uh, overseas that can't be here to vote, you give them an absentee ballot. We've got college students. My daughter, you know, uh, goes to school in a different state. So she had an absentee ballot sent to her. People who can't be where they need to be uh, to vote in their, in their you know, normal precinct should be able to request an absentee ballot. But as you know and I know, that's very different than mailing out live ballots or ba- uh, ballot applications to every single name on the voter roll, including the living and the dead including the human and the canine and the feline, and including uh, people who don't even live at that address anymore. <laughs> yeah. And that's yeah. what's been done. Yeah. All right, thank you, it. my friend. I appreciate it, John. Let me get uh, Navy man Norm on the air before the bottom of the hour. Hey, Norm, you're on the air. Go ahead, sir. Bob, until such time yes, as the Republicans in the Senate and the Congress grow up there, we're going to be in trouble. You know, in that 60-minute that interview with that Kirk, Character, the former head of uh, Homeland Security, Cyber Krebs, Security. Krebs. is a joke. Uh, and I think I mentioned this, this to you once before. I sent this to you in email. All you have to do is Google the uh, Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency, CISA, Government Facility Sector Election Infrastructure Membership. And on there, there are about 20 different groups. And here's the groups that this Kirk uh, represents as being safe and secure. Associated Press Elections, the Clear Ballot Group, Democracy Live, Democracy Works, Dominion Voting Systems, Election Systems and Software, Electronic Registration Information Center, SLI compliance, and of course we have Smartmatic. So those agencies I just mentioned are all either Democrat-owned or Democrat-sponsored as part of the, shall we say, switch the votes on Donald Trump. And this man has the unmitigated goal to go out, go public and say, nothing to see here, Uh, look over there, there's nothing wrong with this election, everything is secure. And Bob, being a cybersecurity consultant for the last 25 years, I can tell you how easy it is to flip one of those machines in, in seconds, not just minutes. So they're, they're sending us a thing of BS. But where's Grassley? Where's McConnell? Where are the Senate investigations of these characters? Why haven't they been called in to testify under oath like this uh, Ohio uh, PR man for Dominion Systems, Michael Steele, a turncoat? Nobody knows who owns Dominion Systems, and they can't seem to find out. Why isn't the Senate convened a committee to investigate that and bring these people before them? The Rear Admiral, who was the president of Smartmatic, which provides the computer programs 
the Dominion Systems right. and who is now working on Joe Biden's transition team. Why hasn't he been called to testify under oath? I mean, it's the a only joke. thing we can hope, my friend, is yeah, it is a joke, Norm. And thank you for the call. The only thing that we can hope is that this does make its way to the highest court in the land, and then they will probably have to depose each of those individuals and take those uh, their answers to those questions to the Supreme Court. Thank you, my friend. I appreciate the call. Let me get a timeout for news. We'll come back talk to Rob Walgate on AM fourteen twenty. The answer. Through Greater Cleveland on 102.5 FM. It's the Bob France Authority. Yes, indeed. 1037. We continue now. That counts down to about 23 minutes of outstanding awesome left in the broadcast this morning. It's good to be back on the air after having a couple of days off prior to the weekend. We have a lot of work to do if we are going to save this country, to borrow Larry Elder's line. One of the things that we can do is embrace the season. They tried to steal Thanksgiving from you. Did you let them? Did you stay in your bubble? Did you cancel the invitation that you had sent to grandma or grandpa or to the cousins or to the brothers and sisters and their families? If you let them steal Thanksgiving from you, are you going to let them take Christmas from you as well? All by using fear. Fear of a virus with a 99.9% recovery rate. Fear is driving their ability to let the government tell you how to live. Are you going to let that fear ruin Christmas for you? I have no such intention. Uh, My family and I will be attending, mask-free, on uh, Saturday, Christmas in America, a presentation of the Ohio Roundtable and the American Policy Roundtable. And joining us now to talk about it is our good friend Rob Walgate from that organization, also the Public Square Broadcast Radio Network. Hey, Robert, good to talk to you, my friend. How are you? I'm well, Bob. Good morning. Thanks for having me. How was your Thanksgiving? Was it tiny and bubbled, or was it super spreader? Um, it, it may be labeled as a super spreader, depending on who you ask. Uh, <laughs> it was fun. We were with family and friends, and we got together, and we told stories. And we ate too much food. And um, one thing I think in 2020 that I know we did together is we sat back and gave thanks for so many things, uh, one being we live not in a perfect country, but still the greatest country in the world. We have a lot of work to do in this country, but it's still the greatest country in the world. And we gave thanks for that. And we all kind of looked in the mirror as well and asked what we could do to make it an even better place. What responsibilities we have as citizens to keep this country moving in the right direction. Rob, that's very well said. First of all, I'm glad you and your family were able to do the event the way you wanted to. You wouldn't let them stop you from having Thanksgiving, uh, and that's great. And you're right to give thanks for all of the great things in this country. Um, but you're also right when you say we have a lot of great, well, a lot of very important and hard work to do in order to preserve it, because some people don't see it as great. Some people want to fundamentally change it. They literally have said, this is our goal. We take Georgia, we change America. I don't really want to change America. America is the greatest nation and the greatest force for good in the history of humankind. Um, but that's what they're doing. 
And they're doing it in large part through fear. They're scaring the bejesus out of people, scaring the, and some people get offended by that, but scaring the uh, you-know-what out of people um, through the, you know, through the virus and through the pandemic. They're taking full advantage of it politically and um, culturally. They're trying to change the way we live in this country. So, Rob, um, I want to make it my mission to make sure that nobody leaves a loved one alone this Christmas because of fear. I saw a story last week that said as many as 40,000 senior citizens, particularly those in nursing homes, have died since the pandemic began. Not from the pandemic, not from COVID-19, but because of isolation. Doctors say that the human body can just flat out give up and quit working when the human mind is not stimulating it enough to give it a reason to keep going. And that's what's happening to people. So, Rob Walgate, we're entering a Christmas season now where we are going to be told by the people in power, most of them on the far left, to abandon our loved ones, particularly our senior citizens, the most vulnerable to the virus, and to let them roll the dice and take chances with their isolation and their depression and their sadness. Uh, and I'm not going to abide by that. I'm going to do everything I can to tell people to embrace their loved ones every single second of this Christmas season that they can. And to that end, I want to lead into Christmas in America and get your thoughts on what I just said, and then tell us about what's coming up on Saturday. Well, amen. And when we reflect on the scriptures, we know, it's, we're told there, that God has not given us a spirit of fear. That is not from the Lord, the spirit of fear. There is no spirit of fear, so we shouldn't have fear. We know where our hope rests. And as it comes to not being alone, Bob, I embrace that wholeheartedly. There's ways to be safe. There's ways to be smart. There's ways to protect those that are most vulnerable um, among us. And that's what we're trying to do and what we do at Christmas in America. And we were going to have our shows this year, one was held in Nashville, a live radio performance. We go back each and every year. You and your family always attend. We look at a specific year in history. We have the music from that era. We tell stories from that era. We do everything we can to bring it together because where does it all start? It starts in the manger. There was no room in the inn. It starts in the manger, and that's where we start our year each year at the public square. Will it be a touch different this year? In the performances we do, yeah, it'll be a little bit different. There won't be um, tickets. Now, people will still be joining us. And your audience, if they visit thepublicsquare.com, click on events, they can see how they can join us this coming Saturday in Medina, Ohio. There's a lot of information there, and they can take a look, and they can be in that audience. Again, we won't have tickets the way we have in the past. We won't be, um, you know, some would say we won't be packed in or crowded in. We, we won't do that understanding but the show will go on because it's not going to stop. Um, and thankfully, over 2,000 years ago, it all started. It began in that manger. And that's what we want to give thanks for. And that's what we want to reflect on. And that's what we want to understand. That's where our hope lies. And we don't have fear because of that. Yeah, I will, uh, I will bear witness to the incredible experience that these shows are you're right my family and i've been there for for a number of years now and we're looking forward to being there this uh, saturday as well in medina it's 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 just this is going to sound really goofy or cheesy or whatever but it's warm uh it's uplifting 
Uh, it is it is reinvigorating, quite honestly, because your spirit will be reinvigorated when you see and listen to this per- these performances between the storytelling and the music uh, and the the reflection on the year that we're talking about and what it means in the bigger picture as to where we are now. I mean, seriously, Rob. I mean, I I don't know anybody who has attended one of these events that didn't walk out of there feeling so much better about themselves and about uh, their lives and the and the country and 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 uh, you know just uh, the majesty and, and and especially is because it helps many of us refresh our faith as well. Well, we've heard so many stories from around the country where we've done these shows, and the feedback has been amazing. And we always look and reflect and understand. The energy, the spirit, it all comes from the manger. It all comes from Christ Jesus. That's where it comes from. That's where ultimate truth lies. So we want to take time to reflect on that, to understand that, while also providing context, while taking a look back, historically speaking, and giving an accurate representation and telling true truth. That's the goal. And as we said, each year we do a different year. This year it's 1968. The team did it, as I already mentioned, yesterday in Nashville. They're looking forward to making that trek and doing it in Medina. And um, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. And um, over the past number of years, your audience has had the opportunity to hear those shows on Christmas Day because you (laughs) and the team at 1420 have been very generous enough to air the program. You beat me to it, Rob. I was just going to read this and mention this from the website, the publicsquare.com website, uh, that uh, this Christmas in America will be broadcast on over 200 radio stations coast-to-coast as well as online at thepublicsquare.com. And I was going to say, and live on AM 14, or not live, rather, it's going to be uh, played, uh, replayed for you uh, on Christmas morning uh, during my show. It just works out perfectly and it has for the last several years and we're so very excited for people who can't be there in medina with us on saturday that they can listen to it on christmas morning as they uh, um, hopefully gather around their radio like they used to do uh, uh with their family on uh, on that very important morning and rob give people um information again once again you need reservations they are required and how how do people do that uh, you said there's not a ticket price but we're looking for donations and contributions give us the rest of that information Thepublicsquare.com, click on events. You, you can gather all the information there. If you have questions, you can give us a call, 1-800-522-8683. As you mentioned, reservations are required um, to, be, to be there this year, and we just want to have a handle on everyone that's going to be there, and we want to know what's going on, and, and we want to do our part to be responsible as well. And these shows always sell out. Um, please understand and know that. So we're doing our best to adjust on the fly, if you will, and we're very, very, very thankful that we get to do it live again this year, and we know how beneficial. Listen, the audience always tells us about how they appreciate it. Our team and our staff at the American Policy Roundtable in the public square, I'm going to tell you something. It's a blessing for us as well because I know your, how your audience can feel. I know how you can feel. I can feel. Sometimes we do feel like we're alone out there. I'm going to tell you, brother, we're not alone. We're not alone. There's millions and millions and millions out there like us. It's up to us to make sure that we have that communion with one another and we understand we're all in this together. That is so very well said. That and, you know, it's part of what I meant when I said you know it's just inspiring and it's kind of 
a refresher for your faith in your fellow man and so forth just when you gather around like-minded people who um you know who want to share the same experience and that's what makes it so wonderful so again as rob just said the public square.com uh, click on the events tab you'll find your way to the screen i'm staring at right now the shows are saturday december 5th is coming saturday at one o'clock and at four o'clock uh reserve your seats now at one of those two shows and uh if it sells out all the time which it does when you're allowed to put people in there shoulder to shoulder then you can imagine how fast it's going to sell out when you're distanced from other groups uh, on the chairs as the uh, or the pews as the uh, uh, as Rob just said he and the rest of the team are going to make sure to do their part to keep everybody safe so you're not going to be sitting on top of other families there's going to be a lot of space that is not taken up there so get your tickets right away go to thepublicsquare.com don't be left out in the cold this is a really really great event and Rob Walgate thank you to you and to Dave Zanotti and everybody else at the Public Square as well as the uh, uh, AP Roundtable and uh, the Ohio Roundtable for all you guys do. And I look forward to seeing you guys on Saturday. Hey, thanks, my friend. I will see you Saturday. Thank you, Robert. Rob Walgate joining us on AM 1420, The Answer, with something that I think is uh, probably more needed at this time than maybe at any other time. And I have Rob on every year to promote this. Every year. Because we go to it every year, my family and I. And uh, it's always important. But I don't know that it's ever been this important because of the way things have gone in this country, the divide that we face, the depression that we are all kind of experiencing in some form or another because of uh, political issues, because of violence issues in our streets, and of course because of the raging pandemic that has caused so much havoc for so many. Uh, We need this. This year maybe more than ever. 10.50. We'll be right back. Okay, 1054, final segment of the broadcast. Let's get a few more phone calls in here before the top of the hour. We'll go to uh, John. You are on AM 1420, The Answer. Hello, John. Go right ahead. Thank you. I'm glad you got me through. Uh, see, that lady from Lakewood. I, I'm 85, she's 60. The founding fathers should have had a vaccine. When they gave the Pfizer Republic, they couldn't find the vaccine. We haven't governed it for the last 50 years. I've been here 63 years, almost, citizenship test too. The greatest place on earth had the cake and eat it, but we know more about sports and weather forecast and not civic sense in the high school. Shame on us. And you know, the Supreme Court is going to decide all arguments today about redistricting out the census. That's another thing. But we know we can get through all these things. We've gone through this because nobody wants to read the history. That's all I'm going to say. It's sad. I don't care who is in the office. If you lose respect for the institutions, Every civilization goes the cancer inside. I'm not a pessimist. I'm an eternal optimist. I'm at the last breath. Keep up the good work. Take care. Thank you, my friend. I appreciate it. You know what? You make very good points, and uh, you are an eternal optimist, and I envy that. I do, because you know, I try to bring you know, the positive side, or let's talk about how we can save the country. Let's talk about what we can do to push back against this evil force of that. And I try to be optimistic, too, but sometimes, uh, you know, pessimism does get the best of us. So I appreciate that, John. Thank you. Mike is in uh, North Carolina. Hey, Mike, you're on AM 1420. The answer. Go ahead, sir. How you doing, Bob? Thanks for taking my phone call. Yes, sir. Um, I want to tell you a little experience I had this morning. I went to my doctor's appointment 
and had to park kind of far away because of um, they're doing some COVID testing in these tents over there. And I walked through a parking lot, and when I get done with my appointment, I walked back through the same parking lot, and um, this woman yells to me saying, Sir, sir, you're not supposed to be walking through a parking lot. I said, well, my truck's parked over there in that other parking lot. And then all of a sudden she goes, you got a mask? I pulled one out from my pocket. I said, I got one. I put it back in my pocket, and I just kept right on walking. <laughs> and um, I'm just kind of sick and tired of these people thinking a mask is going to save your life when um, you need to put your faith in God rather than a mask. Oh, I love that. Um, I didn't know you were going to go there. You, that, that's well said. Um, but to, to the first part about, you know, you put it right back in your pocket. You know, I mean, I'm looking for somebody to use a little bit of common sense. You're walking by yourself. You are not walking next to a stranger. You're certainly not face-to-face with a stranger. You're not coughing or sneezing on a stranger. You are outdoors in a parking lot. Guess what? You have no chance of infecting anybody, even if you are uh, COVID positive. But then this is the other part of it. You're probably not. Even if you are asymptomatic, um, you know, we have heard Dr. Fauci and others say that uh, viruses cannot be spread or at least outbreaks cannot happen because of asymptomatic people. So you're using reason and you're using common sense by keeping that mask in your pocket. But I love the way you spun it at the end, too, because you know what? My faith in that the fact that I'm not getting sick and I'm not going to get other people sick comes from God, not from some cloth in my pocket. Yeah, that's absolutely right. Mike, I'm glad you shared it, and good for you. I'm glad. I, I try to do the same thing. I try to be courageous. I try to, and thanks for the call. I try not to uh, be confrontational. I try not to be a jerk about it when I tell people why I'm not wearing a mask. Um, but I love your story, and I'm glad you. And I'm glad you ended it the way you did. Thank you, my friend. Let me get to uh, Medina. Final call is going to be from Tom this morning. Hi, Tom. You're on the air. Go ahead. Hi, Bob. I wanted to ask you Hi, about. Tom. I have. I'm fearing the Georgia runoff elections in January and the future presidential elections. I want to know, will the January elections for the senators be run with the same equipment in the same way? And what's the chances of it being fair? Well, um, to be 100% honest with you, my friend, slim to none. Uh, and I mean, and thank you for the phone call. I don't mean to be pessimistic like I was talking about the last caller, but when I look at what the Georgia Secretary of State is doing, and when I listen to him talk about how he thinks everything was just fine with the way things were run in the presidential election, then I do not believe things will be fair. And it's going to take an overwhelming Republican effort in order to keep those two seats in Republican hands. Thank you for the call, my friend. God bless. We'll talk more about that tomorrow, I'm sure, when we have Kirsten back with us on AM 1420, The Answer. Stay where you are for Mike Gallagher. We'll see you then. Bye-bye.